during 2012, we actually all did die. What? <laughs> That's true. That's for sure true. I think it's true. I think it's legit. I'm having a mental breakdown right now. You cannot joke with me, please. <laughs> Welcome to Things Are Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. So as of episode 27, I believe, I went back and totaled up all the total scores between all contestants over all things I got wrong episodes, up to episode 27, mind you. That's amazing. The score totals are as follows, and I'm going to start with our guest appearances. Um, Nathan Drake uh, with 34 and a half points. Sydney with four points. Half. Right, back when we did half points. Uh, Raylene with 13 and a half points. And then now with the uh, traditional things I got wrong crew, we have Ryan with approximately 82 points. Uh, there might be a fluctuation of two points in there. And how, we have, how does that work? In, well, in episode 22, you don't say your score at the end of the round, like at the end of the game. You just jump ahead into, I know oh. that you lost, like you had the lowest score. Whoa, but whoa, let's not be, let's not. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> well, like you, well, it's because you said you just like, and you said something along the lines of like, oh, I'm like moving on to the, the higher scoring points or something like that. Like you just jumped right ahead. You didn't even say it. So I have approximately okay. 82 because I need to ensure that my count is correct for that one. Uh, then there's me with 216 points, Rachel with 233 points. I'm hoping are going to be on the website and you will see uh, score point totals underneath our profile cards or oh, our profiles great. on the site uh, <laughs> that we can. And then uh, you can log on to ESPN to do fantasy things they got wrong and pick your favorite players. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. We have a full we have a full on hall of records. Yeah, I'm uh, working on more statistics still, but I was able to get the totals down, at least for now. So many points. We had to figure out a way to catch up. <laughs> I know. Well, as I forewarned, uh, this is our round robin episode. So uh, cheers for that. Uh, this should go fine. I think everything's fine. All the scoring will be just fine. Should nothing, go fine. Nothing will break. If this is the last episode, uh, know that... It died because it broke. It went out with a bang. It went out with a bang and a murmur. And a murmur. (laughs) All right. But uh, yeah, this is Round Robin Game, 32nd episode ever, uh, where all four of us bring our own round of trivia for the other three to answer. So we're all playing. And uh, Stu, it is your round when you are ready. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, So my round is uh, a modification of an older round of ryan's uh so this is rhyme time uh but with a twist so it's not triple rhyme time instead 17 uh, rhyme time (laughs) 17 rhyme time uh you are rhyming a band dash artist name with an animal uh so those are the two things i'm looking for in each in each answer uh the band name will come first followed by the animal and both are distinguishable by the hint and or phrase that I will give you. Nice. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, Alrighty. Uh, question number one. 
this pinball wizard readily hops into arcade. It's a it's a band name and then an animal. Uh, there's clues, obviously, to both things within the the hint or do i have uh, the, the wrong pinball wizard in my head i think i'm assigning it to the wrong band uh you there's two pinball wizards really i only know of one of them oh my god this, uh, ah i have it i can see this pinball wizard readily hops into arcades so like the that's right. Okay, oh, cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a- I had Pink Floyd in my head and I couldn't shake it. Oh, oh my god. Man. Okay, oh, that's man. why. Uh, there's not a second hint for any of these, so it's mm-hmm. just going to be two points or nothing. Question number two. This animal loves hanging around, eating eucalyptus, and counting blue cars. I know the animal. Ryan? Ryan. I, I may have them backwards, but koala impala? Uh, not quite. You got the animal right. This is a more obscure one. Counting blue cars. I have Beck in my head for that one, and that's not doing anything. Dishwalla koala. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it was, that was one of the tougher ones. I wasn't sure if you were going to get that one or not. <laughs> Question number three. The venom from this creature is sure to rock your body and make you cry a river. But Ryan. Ryan. The Justin Timberlake snake? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if I needed to find a specific species of snake. No, some, uh, I don't think I have any that are that specific, kind of. Um, But like, it, it all makes sense. Like, it's an easy enough one for you to get it. Sure. Uh, Two points to Ryan there, and question number four. You other brothers can't deny how cute this cat is when baby's got a back full of spots. Oh my god, what's what's the artist? You other brothers can't deny how cute this cat is when baby's got a back full of spots. (laughs) This round is killing me, because I know all these artists. Any guesses? Rachel. Rachel. So mix a lot, us a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Nice job. That's amazing. <laughs> Two points to Rachel there. Uh, question number five. Uh, this is probably the hardest one of them all, to be honest. Question number five. This groovy electronic rodent's favorite dance move is the stinky leg. Notice I said stinky and not stanky leg. Can you say it one more time? This groovy electronic rodent's favorite dance move is the stinky leg. Yeah, I have like the something funk skunk, but I, I don't have it. The Daft Punk Skunk. Oh, come on. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> nice job. Wait, what was the electronic rodent? This groovy electronic rodent's favorite dance move is the stinky leg. Is that Skunks a- are rodents. Yeah. Is stinky leg a Daft Punk reference? I'm not No, catching? it's 
it's to signify oh, skunk. Okay. I, gotcha. um, I didn't know when I wrote it, I said stanky leg, but I thought that was because it was just a dance move. I didn't know that was actually a song. Yeah, um, I was trying to remember that artist, that rapper. I, that would not come to me either, but... Yeah, that's why I noted that I said stinky leg and not stanky leg. Question number six and the final question of the round. While you'll never hear it roar, this cage bird song will light up the night like a firework. While you'll never hear it roar, this cage bird song will light up the night like a firework. Rachel. Rachel. Katy Perry Canary. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, nice job. Two points to Rachel there. Uh, And that's the end of the round. (laughs) Nice job. That was a good round. That was fun. Thank thank you. Uh, Those were incredibly fun to write. (laughs) And I, if you guys are cool with it, I might end up bringing it back at a different time. All right. Rachel, uh, is your round. You know, I I wrote two rounds for this game, and I I know I am notorious for having. extremely difficult rounds and but i uh, i chose the easier of the two ones we'll see how easy this ends up 90 percent of the time Stu's drinking iced coffee but the rest of us are generally drinking something alcoholic during uh, during recording so uh i figured i would have some fun and i was listening to some different music where they reference these things and so uh the the gist of this round is pretty simple I'm going to give you one of the fun nicknames for a type of alcohol. You're going to give me that type of Ooh. alcohol. There are no extra hints other than the nicknames. Cough syrup. Yes, exactly. Just, <laughs> just like that. I did some research, found some of them. So uh, question number one. Tell me, what is the green fairy? Oh. That is correct. Wait, are these coming from music references, or these are just, just nicknames? These are music, pop culture. They're from books. They're 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 nicknames. These things have developed over time. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, I have no doubt you've probably heard some of them in music or in movies. Green Fairy, I did learn from music. I learned that from Moulin Rouge. Yep. Question number two is a Southern Poison. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. This, uh, I don't know if you need a specific brand, but is it Southern Comfort? It is not. Okay. What my research showed that it was whiskey, although if they're saying Southern Poison, I, I assume they mean whiskey bourbon. Southern Comfort or Southern Comfort is whiskey. I do know that, but it's not, it doesn't come from Southern Comfort. It comes from bourbon being brewed. Sounds like that's where the name came from. It sounds like you're trying to get more points. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not getting any more points. Yes, yes and. (laughs) Yeah, you're not getting anything. Um, Question number three. This one should be easy. Uh, Russian bottled water. Okay, question uh, number four. Still along the water vein. Um, what is demon water? Demon water? Um, so, actually, just off the top of my head, I uh, recognize it wasn't actually mentioned in this popular Disney movie, but it was heavily implied that this, particular <laughs> <laughs> that this particular drink was uh, drunk like water by one of the characters. 
<laughs> Dean and Water. So it's a popular Disney movie? No, so I'm thinking of it, they didn't actually use the reference in the movie, but they kind of implied that one particular character drank this particular drink of choice like water. Ryan? Go ahead, beer? Ryan. It is not beer. And then one of the other characters proceeded to try to burn all of the supply. Stu. Go ahead, Stu. It's rum. That is correct. Uh, sweet. I was referring to, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. It took me a moment. <laughs> oh. All that devil water. Oh, that devil water. <laughs> I think we have an episode title. <laughs> All that devil water. And question number five. Tell me, what is Madame Geneva? So I was actually reading up on this a lot, and I can't tell you the exact history, but it was what I am get is like the Geneva comes from as the name gin was kind of evolving from the latin for juniper which starts with a g like geneva was like one of the stages in between of the language's evolution yeah. and geneva so and that convention. was and that <laughs> the alcohol it's just a bunch of drunks and that um and that kind of was at about the same time that gin was invented cool so hmm. fun fact and last but not least I hope you guys can all get this one. This one is referenced a whole lot. This is called Vitamin T. Stu. Yes. <laughs> Who calls it that? I've never heard of you called. You guys need Jesus. <laughs> Ryan, I actually made this round with you in mind. <laughs> Demon Devil water. water. <laughs> And I'm just happy that one round, I'm just happy that one round I made, every single question got answered. That's, yeah. Nice job. All right. So this final round, uh, this one took a while to figure out even how to, to frame it. I thought these would fall into some better categories, but uh, this will all work out. So uh, this is a round on the Mandela effect. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've we've explained it a couple times, but a Mandela effect, uh, Webster's Dictionary defines it as a uh, recent perception and false memory, essentially uh, pop culture or current events that uh, the global consciousness thinks happened, but uh, never actually happened. Uh, so, you know, everybody, the, the name derives from everybody believing that Mel Nelson Mandela died while in prison in the late 80s. Uh, but that is not the case, or that uh, Sinbad was the ultimate Shazam before DC Universe and MCU took over. Uh, everybody thinks that these things have happened, but they're not. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to turn it on its head a little bit. Um, I'm going to give you... So I have... This is how we're going to do it, because it's going to be a little bit different scoring. So uh, we're all going to... or All three of you are going to play each question. So there's six questions that I'm essentially going to give you a yes or no answer or an A or B answer. So you guys are going to lock in an answer. If you get that right, you'll get one point. And then I have three additional questions, uh, and one of them will go to one person each. 
and that will be worth two points if you get if the one person gets it right so i'll explain through it but for the first six questions uh every person is going to play i will give you a question that essentially has a yes or no answer like i said uh, if you get it right you'll get one point uh and then like i said i have some specifically for each of you and if you get that right then you'll get two points so interesting okay so essentially uh lock in an answer in your head uh, once you lock that in, you guys will all give me the answer. And if you get it right, you get one point. So question number one, the candy bar Kit Kat is spelled with a hyphen, right? Yes or no hyphen or no hyphen. Kind of just say it out loud, I guess. Hyphen. No hyphen. All right. Kit Kat is spelled with no hyphen. It is just Kit Kat. Two separate words. No hyphen. Huh? Kit is just Kit Kat. Two different words. Are you kidding me? I swear to God, it has a hyphen. <laughs> uh, I have seen it intercaps one word, but uh, the traditional spelling I'm seeing is two words. So either way, but no hyphen. Suspicious. The weird thing about these, and I've been I've been doing deep research. Like I said, I really wanted to make a round on it. Um, the internet consciousness has, in some ways, made all things a reality. You know, like the Berenstein, Berenstein bears, that sort of thing. Like there are now colloquial spellings of both, even though it is stain with an A because it is from the couple that are the Berenstains. There was, sorry, quick side tangent here. I read this ridiculous theory that uh, during, during 2012, we actually all did die or like what in some way. <laughs> That's like, true. We were, That's we were, for sure true. <laughs> well wait, hang on all right hang on so the the whole point is that like we actually yes we went to an alternate plane of existence to where everything is is close but slightly off which is why you have these mandela effects that have really come into <laughs> popularity especially in the last seven years or so it was a very interesting theory i think it's true i think it's a very legit. specific request <laughs> No, aliens are here. It's alternate reality. Idiot. Didn't you see the fun run? The Area 51 fun run? All right. Oh Question number two. Reese's peanut butter cups. Apostrophe or no apostrophe in Reese's? No apostrophe. Stu says no apostrophe. Uh, there is an apostrophe. It is Reese and oh Reese's... It's because I'm from the I'm from the old world and you guys are all from the new world. You're used to these things. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> this round is thankfully going better than I could have ever hoped. Uh, question number three: The man standing in front of the tanks protesting in Tiananmen Square in 1989. So you guys all remember the picture, the guy in front of the tank yes. in Tiananmen Square. Uh, did he leave under his own accord or was he killed? So yes or no. Did he leave under his own accord? No, he was killed. Okay. He left. <laughs> oh my God. This is not okay. He, not only did he leave. <laughs> yeah, we're on he, the dark time. He stood there. He got on top of the tank. Then he rode away on his bicycle. <laughs> this is not okay. I'm freaking out. <laughs> that's the alt. That's the alt reality. <laughs> All right, we may do answers one by one, but uh, yeah, he he literally 
he rides away. Like they start a small group starts freaking out because I think like the tank revs up or something. You can't really tell, but he's literally he's on a bike, biking away, waving at the tanks as he's going by. It is is quite amazing to watch. All right, question number four. That small square cheese cracker, is it cheese its or cheese it? That so the small square cheese cracker, that snack, is it a cheese it or is it a cheese its? And does it smile back? Rachel, that's that's goldfish. (laughs) Come on. I was joking. Let me joke. (laughs) I'm having a mental breakdown right now. You cannot joke with me, please. Fair enough. Is is the product C H E E Z E dash I T Z or is it C H E E Z E dash I T? I think it has a Z. Stu. I'm pretty sure it has a Z. You are all wrong. It does not. It, they are what? not cheese its. They are cheese it. It is a box of cheese it. You know what? I don't feel bad about this because they don't taste good. Dude, you, the the far superior uh, snack food in that category is better cheddars. What are your you, knockoff alt reality better cheddars? No man. All right, hang on. You no no no. You need to try better cheddars. They are. <laughs> They are better cheddar. <laughs> yeah, they're round. They're, dude, these are far superior. Far, this is like this is like townhouse crackers to Ritz. Like, <laughs> just threw out a box of two dollar better cheddars. <laughs> All right, no points there. It is cheese. It not plural. Uh, question number five. Uh, we know that C-3PO, the golden robot from Star Wars, has a red arm in the later films, uh, and the rest of his limbs are all gold as well, right? No, he's silver. Rachel. I don't remember. What was your, fir- what was your first answer? I trust you to lock in an answer. My first answer was all gold, but I can't remember what he looks like. <laughs> uh... So C-3PO eventually has his arm soldered off, burned off. He has a red arm later. Uh, The entire time, he has a silver leg. In all all the canon films, he is not purely gold. He has a silver leg. So I'm giving one point to Stu there. Sweet. Silver leg. Uh, Like I said, you guys don't have to write it down, but I trust you guys to lock in that answer and stick with it to your death. All right, question number six, uh, the last question (laughs) of this little part of it. The Monopoly Man, one of board games' uh, greatest mascots. Monocle or no monocle? No monocle. Stu. Monocle. (laughs) Uh, He has no monocle. Oh, my fucking God. So the supposed, the most common thing that you can point to as to why this confusion is here is because the planter's peanut mascot, Mr. Peanut, does have a monocle, but uh, Monopoly Man has no Dude, monocle. This is, this is really bothering me. <laughs> Stu's having a mental breakdown right now. Like, this is really getting to me today. So I think, Ryan, I don't think this round broke the game. I, th- I think you actually broke it. It just broke Stu. <laughs> right. I'm going to sit out the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. So I have three more questions. Uh, they will. One question will be directed to one person each. Uh, playing playing to your strengths a little bit, I believe. So we're gonna see uh, what brains I can break further. Uh, Rachel, this question is for you. Uh-huh. This will be worth two points if you get it right. In Silence of the Lambs. What are the iconic first two words said by Hannibal Lecter to the female lead character when they first meet? Oh, um... Those infamous words. I don't remember, honestly. Nothing? I don't remember. Nope. That's what you would think. That's what I thought it was. But it is, in fact, uh, good evening, Clarice. Wait, that's the first... Wait, what was your question again? What are the first two words said by Hannibal Lecter to the female lead protagonist when they first so meet? So you're looking for good evening. Well, good evening, yes. But the Mandela okay. effect is that it was always Hello Clarice. And I believe that then started getting kind of appropriated in commercials and other stuff. But uh, it is, in fact, good evening, Clarice. All right. Well, points there. Stu. Yes. Recount to me the iconic line from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the one that the evil queen asks every morning. Oh, God. Now I'm second-guessing myself, but it's mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. That's what you might think. It is, in fact... Is it the fairest uh, one of all? Or like... n- no, it is... Uh, so... I it can I believe be said both uh, in my hand or on the wall, but the real trick is that it's not mirror mirror. It's magic mirror in my hand. Who's the fairest in the land? Or mirror mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Sorry, magic mirror. What? Huh? Magic mirror. Weird. It is. A little crazy. It's amazing just what the public consciousness of just thinking of these things in the back of your head, like what they change to. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, <laughs> that's actually crazy. I'm, it, it kind of blows my mind that nobody got those, those last ones. It kind of blows my mind that I'm now from an alternate reality that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like learning you're adopted. It's, it's kind of really bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is the end of the game. Or is it? Who knows? It's the end. Uh, that is the end of the game. And uh, I won by 40, if I recall correctly. <laughs> you didn't. And no, you uh, were not sure. correct. On, you were not first on that one. <laughs> oh, I was. All right, uh, let's get to some picks. Uh, Each episode, a couple of us give a movie, game, experience, something cool like that we recommend that you can check out. And Stu, today you have a pick. I do. Uh, Much like my usual picks, it's another video game, though this one is single player and not multiplayer. Uh, This is an indie game which I'm playing currently on the Switch called Moonlighter. It is a, like I said, it's a single player game that is essentially a dungeon crawler, uh, but with kind of a unique twist. Uh, You are a shop owner during the daytime, and you raid the dungeon that's outside of town at night to gather supplies to sell in your shop. Uh, It's it's pretty cool. Um, Your shop is actually unique in the sense that you set the prices for things, and then judging on people's reactions to purchasing them or avoiding them will be uh, how you adjust your prices until you finally actually sell the item. Um, It's actually pretty cool. Uh, You upgrade your shop, 
you get some other people in town uh, to help you upgrade your armor and weapons and stuff for the dungeons, and then you progressively go further and further into the dungeons trying to solve a mystery uh, that is within them. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's it's a ton of fun. So I've heard of this, and I heard really good things. Uh, So is it literally like 50-50 roguelike, and then 50% like stardew valley research manager like what how Um, how did the difference between the two work out a little bit yeah so like the shop portion of it plays out essentially like a more complex mini game so you have a journal that you keep notes in of uh people's reactions to your items that you put up in for sale in the shop at whatever prices and so like it won't it will never tell you what the best price for an item is it won't Uh, straight up so like you'll see that if you put something up for like a thousand dollars people will walk up to it observe it and then like make a like a emotion towards it and like a noise that'll essentially signal like yay i like that like that's a great deal or like yeah i'm good with that price or like this is awful or i can't believe like this guy's a jerk for even remotely thinking that this is an appropriate price for this and so then it will log whatever that price was with that emotion and then you're like okay like i know a thousand dollars is way too expensive so like i'll knock it down to 500 but then 500 might be like a like oh my god this is a steel price and so you know it's somewhere in between the two for like the ideal positioning for the price So, how much time do you spend are, do you like actually sit in the store and yes you actively uh so like you actively stock your shelves you have limited shelves that you can put items on and essentially a limited time during the day for customers to come in so it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's 7-eleven uh it's, it's pretty cool though because yeah you get to decide essentially you will almost always sell all of your inventory if you're managing things appropriately um it's dude it's great though it's a ton of fun and so yeah people come in you have to check them out just by hitting a button but there's eventually thieves that will come into your store and you have to beat them up before they (laughs) they take your stuff um also um but yeah if you like a customer waits too long at the register they'll just walk out with your item so it's essentially like if you're stopping a thief you have to determine what's more valuable is it the sale of the item or is it the thing that the, the thief stole uh there's other upgrades to your shop that you can do to like increase customer traffic like about tipping amounts and things and then there's townsfolk that you can essentially invest in to fund uh their businesses to get armor potions unique items for armor um quests and things like that uh which is actually it's it's really really cool and then you crawl the dungeon at night to obviously get the supplies and solve the mystery and uh you know sell it in your shop that sounds like a lot of fun. It's it's a it's I was like not sure about it and then I got it and I haven't put it down for about a week <laughs> now. It's, it's super good. Nice. And it's available pretty much for everything. Yeah, it's pretty much it everything on, on Switch. Switch is the easiest for me. Um it was also on sale for like 15 bucks, so like it's really not that expensive. Okay, perfect. Well then it's even more. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how long it is, but I mean, like I said, I've played this for a couple hours every night for the last week at least, and I'm not even, I'm, I'm just about what I would assume is halfway through it. Wow, nice. Yeah, it's, it's on very good. Nintendo, PS4, Xbox, PC, Steam, all sorts of stuff. So this is a Moonlighter, and it says yeah. there's new DLC out right now, which probably means the base game is on sale, like it said. So. Sweet. Uh, awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I have a pick. Mine is uh, just an app. 
Uh, I have been running recently for really the first time. Well, not the first time, but I really hate running. I don't ever consider myself. This is a simple one. It's just the Couch to 5K app, yeah. uh, which is sort of the program Couch to 5K. And I've, it really came, I've been thinking sort of just about the, the thought of, you know, somebody who says, oh, I wish I could save for retirement. And you say like, well, invest $10. It's like, well, what good would that do? Or like, I wish I could run marathons. Like, well, go outside and run for five minutes. Like, well, what could run once for five minutes? Like, well, what good would that do? And I've really been thinking a lot about just like tiny steps consistently that equal more than some of their parts. I mean, really this show is, is exactly that. It was like, just get one out. Okay. Just get 10 out by the end of the year. And you know, more than a year later, it's like, this has become a thing. Um, so I'm kind of taking that approach and the couch to 5k app, it's free to download. Like there are apps, there are ads in it. Um, they're not too intrusive. Uh, and you just start, like I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. Um, and you just like click on your day. It's like three days a week. And there's two things that I really have always bothered me when I try to like go running or jogging. It's one is I basically jog nonstop until I'm dead tired, which however long that is. And two, like, I feel like I have to like part of it. You have this mentality that's like, you have to run the whole time. And it's like, you, you know, you're kind of not doing it right if you're taking breaks in between and having this thing, which basically sets you up on intervals. So like you'll jog for 60 seconds, walk the very first week is like jog for 60 seconds, walk for 90 seconds, 60 to 90. You just go back and forth like seven, or, I think eight times. Um, and just having that, like, you know, I'll have my Bluetooth headphones in, I'll have a podcast playing. And then this thing just runs in the background and it just beeps at you. It's like beep, uh, time to walk, beep, time to run. Uh, nice. And just having that external motivation of just like having it beep and telling you what to do is getting me through workouts like running that I would never do on my own. Um, so, you know, it's a couple of weeks in and it's like, it, it feels great. And just like through running is, feels really nice to do that and not have like a bunch of pressure. And also like, you know, summer's over, you know, I'm not trying to do this, you know, to, to be on the beach. Like I'm just doing it cause I want to do it. You know, I want to, want to keep taking better care of myself and want to get out there, get the rest of the sun that is available in Chicago before, you know, it all goes away. Um, and just kind of, like I said, just, just kind of taking those small but consistent steps, um, and having an app like that really works out. And I've also been pairing it with the seven minute workout app just cause I'm here. I don't really have a, a gym to go to anymore right now. Um, but really the couch, the, the, you know, C to 5k or the couch to 5k app, you can get on iPhone or Android. Um, and it's just really simple and it's, it really works well. And it's just something that, you know, like I said, it's, trying to face an entire mountain of what you're going to do always feels daunting, but then it's just like, go three times a week. It's really easy. It's not a big deal. Um, and I feel great the whole time. And I like that kind of starting getting, getting the habit going when it's easy and then building up to it whenever it will start to push you. I, I, well, not to be a show off, but I actually did complete it. And you're right, Ryan, like this is the, well, this is, I mean, you know, I very much had to start at the beginning and it was the only way that I could do it. And you're right. Like the small increments and everything was the best way to do it. So I totally think you're right. 
And yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, a little bit of like jogging with a friend or a little bit of external motiv- motivation is probably all you need to take that next step or even dropping down. It's like, I mean, what's the harm in, you know, just doing week one for a month and a half, if that's, you know, what kind of gets you started and gets you out of the house. Um, that's the uh, Couch to 5K app. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch out there. There's a ton of things like the Nike Run app. I'm sure it has a beginner program. Um, this one I just picked and it worked for me. And it uh, is consistent. Let us know what you think. Uh, and if you have a pick of your own or a health app or something that's worked for you, uh, let us know at things get wrong at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at things that got wrong. Uh, check out the website at things that got wrong.com for uh, all the past episodes, show notes, and more. The uh, next episode will be released around uh, December 15th and closing in on the new year. So stay tuned for that. We will see you later. Bye, Bye everybody.